Speaking of Gifts is the exclusive podcast of the Gifts and Decorative Accessories editorial team. Join us twice a month to discuss the latest news in the gift and home industries. Plus, hear exciting behind-the-scenes chatter on gift trends and interviews. Get a sneak peek at upcoming features and hear from surprise guests. So this episode is sponsored by Mud Pie, which creates great gifts for all of life's sparkling moments, both for holiday and just everyday celebrations. Their products really inspire laughter, inspiration, and joy. They are your one-stop resource for home kids and fashion. They're great for fashion-forward gals, entertainers, home decorators, those mamas and their littles, just anyone who enjoys celebrating every day, who loves to play hostess and entertain, who never arrive empty-handed, and who love effortless, stylish fashion. You can visit Mud Pie in Atlanta, Dallas, Las Vegas, or online at wholesale.mudpie.com. Hi, and welcome back to Speaking of Gifts. You're here with your editor-in-chief, Lenise Willis. And Marie Earl, Managing Editor. And Alex Herring, Senior Editor. So we've really been getting ready for our Lean In and Lift Up event in Las Vegas, which celebrates successful female entrepreneurs and the mentors that believed in them. That event is coming up on uh, July 28th at Las Vegas Market, and you can find more information about that on giftsanddeck.com. Obviously, as an entirely women um, staff, woo woo, <laughs> uh, we definitely support um, you know women in the workplace, obviously, and. And Amory, I was really exciting too, um, or I was excited too to see something that you posted recently um, that also supported, you know, female business women. Yeah, um, Women in Toys uh, Licensing and Entertainment has opened nominations for the 16th annual Wonder Woman Awards. Um, this is I a like huge, that name, Wonder yes. Women. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's I was like, is it Wonder Woman? Wonder Women? <laughs> it's Wonder Women Awards. Um, it's a big honor in the toy industry. Uh, they recognize top female executives, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs for their extraordinary accomplishments. Um, the winners will be announced and celebrated at the awards ceremony in February next year and Chelsea Pierce. So that should be a really amazing event for women in toys. And it's, you know, going to be beautiful and exciting and so fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Alex, I think you have a couple of updates that's going on in the vendor world, too. Yeah, so uh, Transpac has just signed a new licensing agreement with Coca-Cola. Um, it's their largest licensing agreement to date, and so they're going to start producing gifts in holiday, decor, tabletop, outdoor and entertaining that all is around Coca-Cola themes. So I think that's going to be really exciting. And I mean, I've been a lifelong Coca-Cola fan brand myself, and, so, and, and when you think about Coca-Cola, I think the holidays are so iconic in that. So I'm really excited yeah. to see. That Coca-Cola Santa is very (laughs) iconic. And the polar bear. Yeah, and the polar bears too, for sure. I actually had a giant polar bear um, decoration for Christmas this past year because I finally had like a yard and a house to put it. And I put, um, when it snowed, I put a bottle of Coke out there with him. (laughs) So definitely iconic. Polar bears and Santa and Coca-Cola, they all go together. (laughs) Yeah, and you even have the uh, Coca-Cola bottle with your name on it in the office. Oh, I do. Yes. Yeah. An so. office mate gave me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just think there's so many creative ways that that can go. So I'm really excited to see what's going to come out of that partnership. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, also, I can't believe I haven't even talked about this yet. So we released recently our three sales reps of the year. Ah, 
Um, Winch is our last sort of push of nominees um, for our Retailer Excellence Awards. That's happening August 11th, coming fast, um, in New York at Chelsea Piers, the lighthouse at Chelsea Piers. Um, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, you can go to our website, gibsondeck.com, and check out more information about the Retailer Excellence Awards and how you can attend. Um, but on our website, we just released our three top sales representatives, and these were all nominated by the retailers themselves, so that makes it extra exciting and honorable. Who do we love? So, who do we love this year? So we have Denise Gable of Philip David. And she has been working for that rep group for more than 25 years. And she was nominated in part for just how she really immerses herself in her customers' stores and their goals. Um, she was actually initially nominated by Kathleen Piers of PBJ Collections, who, and I quote, says, uh, Denise always guides me. She knows what sells in my store and makes me aware of things that I might be missing. And she also talked about how um, she always follows through and follows up with her and even shows her how to merchandise products for the best sell through. So very involved. And then Mary Twitchell of Just Got to Have It was also nominated. And an interesting thing about Mary is she actually started as a retailer. She had her own home and garden store in um, the year 2000. <laughs> I don't know why I said away. Um, but in 2000. And then she just says she just loved buying and merchandising so much and was ready for sort of the next step and decided to become a rep. She was nom nominated by Heather Sprague of Beulah's General Store, who was also oh, nominated <laughs> as a retailer, which is a really interesting connection. And she really highlighted how genuine and knowledgeable Mary is, always gives tangible advice, you know, as sort of that middleman between her and the companies that she's buying from. Um, and one thing that I love that she says is it makes, Heather says, it really makes us all a team with one common goal talking about the retailers and the reps and the vendors. I thought that was really cool. And then our final nominee is Linda Parent of Stephen Young and Associates. And she actually began her career um, with Crate and Barrel. So she started as Christmas help, like part-time in college, and then worked her way to literally managing like multiple stores um, kind of across the country, which is really wow. cool. Yeah. And then, um, you know, worked her way into the Stephen Young showroom and has been there for quite a while. Hmm. And uh, she was called out for just how much she analyzes her business um, and really gives proper information to her retailers, um, sharing that knowledge and reporting um, and using a lot of, you know, like sales reps tools to get great data for her, for her clients. Um, and her specialty is um, selling book as gift mm -hmm. and she sells um, Chronicle books. Oh, great. I know you love them. Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, Carol Schroeder was talking about the importance of sales reps just mm -hmm. the other week. And uh, just keep in mind as you're going through markets, make sure that you're able to place your orders with your normal vendors um, and make sure your sales rep can get that sales credit. That's right. That's right. Don't forget your sales rep. <laughs> 
And um, also, while you're planning market, just keep in mind, some showrooms may have changed in your must-see list um, of your normal people. Um, I know Beachcombers Coastal Life has moved to the CNF showroom um, in Atlanta, Vegas, and Dallas. So be sure to make a note of where your people are so that you don't end up lost in the hallways. Yeah, (laughs) you may still end up lost in the hallways if you're not a veteran, but... Um, and I know we've had a lot of interesting, um, you know, vendors and rep companies expanding their offerings too. So make sure you check out if there's anything new that you want to see while you're there. Um, I know that Roadrunners just took on A and B Home, and also 180 Degrees. Ooh. Yeah, and so I remember the very first time I saw 180 Degrees collections. I was at LA Mart, and I was like pretty new here, and I was floored by their Glitterville collection. Yes. They're so beautiful. Um, So they really specialize in like Christmas and Halloween and birthday. Their Glitterville birthday stuff, like they have like the little crowns that you can use for girls. Like I remember walking into their room and just thinking, I wish I had like a daughter to throw a mermaid birthday party right now. (laughs) Because it's just so magical. Like their, their collection really is it, it's just whimsical Christmas. Like there's no other way to describe it. So I'm very excited for Roadrunners um, that they'll be repping them now. So uh, make sure you stop by and check them out. Gift Gab, your guide to the latest product trends and the stories behind the gifts. So as we all know, Father's Day just passed and I thought this would be a really good time to talk about the rising trend of men's fragrance sales. The NPD group actually noted that um, men's fragrance sales is up 6% this year compared to 4% for women. So it does seem that men are more interested in smelling nice and looking nice and and being sharp dads all around. Uh, So Anne-Marie, how did you celebrate uh, Father's Day with your husband? Well, my main gift to him was to not make him work all day on Sunday. (laughs) So um, I was busy wrangling the kids, Um, but we got to surprise him with some gifts of our own, Um, a few handmade gifts. Handmade is really in right now. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It was handcrafted by an artisan that's four years old. (laughs) You can see the little textures now. Yeah, um, and made in America. <laughs> and made in America. It's very local. Um, but I also got him um, a dad joke book so that he could tell jokes with our kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that's kind of fun, and we've been having a good time with that. As a dad, I wouldn't think that he would need help telling dad jokes, but I guess that was nice of you to think of that. We all need help sometimes. <laughs> a little inspiration. Yep, That's funny. For sure. And I did just get back from Dallas Market, where I saw lots of other men's gifts. Duke Cannon is a huge favorite mm. of ours in the office. And they have a new product that's like a bourbon cologne, which Ooh. smells really nice. And it really also made me think about just how many alcohol and specifically bourbon themed gifts we have mm-hmm. a, a couple of weeks ago I did a Friday finds on bourbon themed finds because it was National Bourbon Day and uh, that was actually we had a lot in our market debuts and submissions that we've had of everything from bourbon socks to bourbon infused coffee and I just didn't even realize how much bourbon is actually out there in in gifts mm-hmm. it was really interesting I thought yeah um there's a 
a little chocolate shop in Asheville that Josh and I love, and they have all sorts of different truffles, and his favorite is the vanilla bourbon truffle. We're big bourbon and chocolate fans. (laughs) Um, One year for my husband, I got him a set of whiskey glasses and some whiskey rocks, so it's been a trend, but it's like really blowing up, I can tell, for Mm -hmm. sure. And Josh wants to add um, some whiskey glasses to our wedding registry. We haven't found the right ones yet, but that's like a big thing, apparently, that he has decided to add to our registry. And I've added everything else, so it's fine. (laughs) You can have that one thing. The bourbon glasses that I saw that I really liked were the uh, well-told glasses because you can actually get them customized with maps on them. So maybe you could do like Asheville maps because that's where you're getting married. And then that could be like a sentimental bourbon glass. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's Add it to the list. (laughs) The one great thing about working here is that when you need a gift for somebody, it's really easy to just chat with your colleagues and be like, oh yeah, I saw this really cool thing and now I have a gift for this person. Yeah, we're really good gift idea givers. (laughs) (laughs) I think that comes with a job, for sure. Um, But yeah, and I remember, um, Alex, I think you were with me at one of the markets last year. I mean, it was like a year ago, but they had like those, um, like the sticks that you can basically old, like barrel age. Yes. Like a cheaper bottle of whiskey. I won't say cheaper, but like you put it in a bottle of whiskey and it makes it it a little finer, like it's smokier. Yeah. So I remember seeing that and that was really cool. I think I gave Josh those for his birthday one year. Like, yeah. Yeah. last year or something two years yeah. ago I don't remember anyway it's <laughs> definitely been a rising trend um, and I've even seen just in general alcohol related stuff a ton of like wine gems and trinkets like things to put you know like the tags I think that you put on your wine glass that they call them tags mm-hmm. I don't know those wine charms like charms you thank you I could not think of that word cool <laughs> um, yeah like charms to put on your glass I know they have like jewels that you can put on to decorate them or naked men, like we got That's you right. on your birthday. <laughs> That's right. So for, I was going to bring that up, so yeah. I'm glad that you did. <laughs> for my last birthday, um, yes, you guys got me um, the little... Naked mm, men. Li- they were <laughs> naked. They were scantily clad. Yeah. And they were basically like the fantasy team. They had like... <laughs> <laughs> they had a fireman, cowboys, I think, and a, and a soldier, <laughs> and like all the little stereotypical, like manly jobs, <laughs> but with little booty shorts on them, and they did have little plump booties on them. Yes. <laughs> anyway, they hang out on your wine glass, and that's just a funny version. Um, and even in the stationery, I've noticed a lot of beer in stationery. Mm-hmm. So that's something to look out for. Yeah, I've definitely seen some Father's Day cards even that had like beer glasses mm-hmm. on them that was like, you know, beers to a great dad or mm-hmm. whatever punny mm-hmm. dad joke you want to make with that. Yeah. So another product trend that we've seen recently is specialty camping accessories. And I thought this was really interesting. They were saying that uh, millennials and uh, Gen Z hikers, people um, who are getting into hiking and camping, they're not doing so much of the traditional camping. Like, yes, there's still, you know, tents and backpacks and things like that. But a lot of them are also bringing the luxuries of home into camping trips with them. So they're bringing portable speed and like power chargers for their phones because God forbid your phone die on a camping trip. Uh, cooler totes, shower wipes, some of those 
things uh, that just make it more luxurious when you're camping so yeah. you don't have to completely rough it out there. Um, one <laughs> funny story about that is, um, so before my time, but my my, fam- we, my family, I grew up camping, but before my time, my grandparents went on a camping trip and my granddad bought, brought a whole mattress. <laughs> like, <laughs> the actual mattress off your bed. How did he transport that? <laughs> he put it in a pickup truck and he took it camping. <laughs> Sorry, that just really reminded, he was ahead of his time of bringing mm. the luxuries of home <laughs> to the outdoor world. Yeah, he could have found one of those like, Foldable mattresses or mm-hmm. something. Oh, you brought the real thing. <laughs> Kudos to your granddad. <laughs> That's one way to do it. Yeah, but anyway, not that extreme. But yes, we're seeing a lot of like luxury items being taken. Um, I know there's like the um, things called tiki torch or like that. Um, there's a really cool like outdoor speaker that also looks like a real frame, real flame lantern um, that I saw at IHA. Um, that was really cool just to sort of set the ambiance and I mean obviously you can use it for just outdoor grilling and stuff too but and then uh, I'm huge into camping I've never been camping with our dogs yet so Josh and I have a camping trip planned next weekend actually just like to Hanging Rock but we're gonna bring the dogs for the first time and we're gonna see how it goes but About Face Designs just sent us some samples and one of them was like a portable dog bowl and they also sent um, a collar for a large dog which mine are that says party animal on it (laughs) and if you guys know Lola who is my two year old chocolate lab she is the epitome of a party animal (laughs) every day that I come home she can literally jump to like my height she's so hyped the whole time so she's my little party animal (laughs) and I'm going to take her camping for the first time (laughs) yeah well you'll definitely have to let us know how that goes I personally think um I don't go camping a whole lot, but I know the next time I do go, I would love to take one of those cooler totes. We we have so many cool uh, cooler totes in our uh, submissions that we've mm-hmm. seen, but there's some that uh, you can stick a wine bottle, you can stick a wine bottle in them, or you can put beer cans in them. So I think that would be yeah, I that would be my luxury essential. To yeah, take I think Corkskull has some amazing backpack kind of things for that too, like specifically for wine bottles that I like yes. fell in love with at Mark. Okay, last time. <laughs> that would be my must-have on a camping trip, for sure. What about you, Anne-Marie? Oh, yeah, the wine cooler would be my pick. <laughs> that may be a speaker so you can listen to music or something. Yeah, or like a wine tumbler, too, because they have, like, the on-the-go wine tumblers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Anne-Marie, you just gave me something for our camping trip, too. Um, the DEET-free natural organic bug spray. Yes, you'll have to let me know how it works. We haven't tested it out yet. Um, so I'm the guinea so pig. you're the guinea pig. <laughs> okay. You're the dogs. But it, it is safe enough for dogs. Yes, and I know I love that. That's what made me think of it too, like for this pet camping trip. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. I'm sure we're going to write a, I'm going to write a gift wrap um, pick about all the things that we're using. So look Perfect. for that on our blog post. <laughs> Cool. And then uh, the last one really quick, uh, we are finding out that casual bag trends are leaning more toward um, 
casual materials, so not not so much the traditional leather, um, but more of like vegan leather or recycled leather. And I think that really makes a lot of sense when you think about how consumers are becoming a lot more eco-conscious. Uh, they are caring more about leather that is being reused and that uh, is just practical to take around with you and you don't have to worry about so much like scratching the quality of it, but it's something you could take to the beach and uh, it would just be sturdy and reliable. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, one thing I wrote about um, after visiting High Point Market was um, a company that uses the old sails from sailboats. Yeah, 727 sail bags. Yes, and they're beautiful, but they're so durable because it's, you know, it's a sail. Um, so it's like water resistant and durable. Um, a lot of them are like reversible, um, very utilitarian just because it's so durable, but also pretty and it's recycled. And then that um, includes a note too on like where your sail has been. Oh, so like, well, have fun. yeah, Great story. yeah. So there's also a story behind it too, but that just made me think of that. Yeah. I love the photos of the products and I just think that would be like what perfect bag to take to the beach mm-hmm. than one that's actually been on the high seas. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of everything that we have going on this week. Sounds good. So this episode is sponsored by Mud Pie, which creates great gifts for all of life's sparkling moments, both for holiday and just everyday celebrations. Their products really inspire laughter, inspiration, and joy. They are your one-stop resource for home, kids, and fashion. They're great for fashion-forward gals, entertainers, home decorators, those mamas and their littles, just anyone who enjoys celebrating every day, who loves to play hostess and entertain, who never arrive empty-handed, and who love effortless, stylish fashion. You can visit Mud Pie in Atlanta, Dallas, Las Vegas, or online at wholesale.mudpie.com. Add-on tales. It's not time to check out yet. Here's an extra behind-the-scenes story before you go. So one thing I'm really excited about in our July issue is the fashion feature, which you wrote, Alex. It was such a unique angle you know, it didn't just talk about what's trending for fall fashion and even just fashion year round, but also more, you know, you dug a little bit deeper into it, um, talking a little bit about maybe some of the politics or where it came from. Can you tell us a little bit more about that feature, what people can expect for their when they get their July issue? Of course. I had so much fun writing this feature, actually. Uh, it did take a lot of research, um, but I really wanted to look at uh, fashion that really makes a statement. So I thought about, you know, from 100 years ago when suffragettes were using fashion, they picked specific colors because they wanted their fashion to be noticed. And from that being noticed, it would help their message to be heard more prominently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just thought that that was a really great way to kind of set up the rest of the story and talk about how uh, even in gift fashion there are still ways to make a statement with your fashion Uh, and so we talked about that and I also mentioned some of the trends that are coming into for fall but on top of that we also looked at some of the items of clothing that are trending right now such as the jumpsuit is back and we've got bomber jackets coming back and those are two pieces of clothing that have had historical um, ties to earlier decades so I, I did want to take a look at how did we 
come across jumpsuits and that was something um, that Rosie the Riveter really made iconic in those recruitment posters during the wartime era when they needed more women to come into the workplace Mm -hmm. and they were saying you know like yes we can like women can work and so you had these pictures of women in these jumpsuits and then over time they became softer and more feminine but it still kind of embodies this is a woman who can do work in the workplace and be successful and professional yeah it's so cool to see that kind of symbol you know come back now because so much of our conversation you know now is about female empowerment and you know women excelling in the workplace and rising up and we can and we want to be equal you know or seen equal in the workforce um so that's a really interesting tie that you know rose the river is kind of coming back with us so we're we're channeling our inner riveter i guess um even just by wearing a very fashionable jumpsuit for sure i mean i even felt pretty empowered just writing this feature i would write about it and then i'd go home and be like yeah i am a woman in the workplace who wrote about being inspired and empowered by the women who have come before so yeah just overall it was so much fun to write Uh, but it did also get me thinking about other fashions and how they started so um i do mention in the article that Obviously, ruffles, they were really on trend last year. They're still on trend this year. Um, definitely like ruffled sleeves and, and ruffled necklines. So I did a little bit of um, research into kind of what the history of ruffles were. Oh. And Smithsonian Magazine had some pretty uh, interesting information on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought this was really interesting because when you think about ruffles, I think uh, usually people think about soft and feminine silhouettes. But ruffles historically were actually pretty unisex. Because uh, they first came about in the 16th century, Central European soldiers, when they were coming back from the war, uh, well, first of all, they used to wear um, double layers of clothing. So they had like their colorful outer layer and then like a plain white layer underneath. And they would actually cut slashes in their outer layer so that you could see the white under layer. Uh, and it kind of they say the speculation is that this mimicked the ragged look of returning from war. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> okay. It was like a badge of honor for these soldiers being like, look how war-torn my clothes are. <laughs> and uh, and that's apparently where the first ruffly effect started mm-hmm. happening in clothes. So, You know, I didn't even think about that until you said it. And yeah, you see ruffle like the ruffles on the men's shirts and uniform way back when. Yeah. I, like, I never thought about it until you just said it. And then it <laughs> seems so obvious. <laughs> when I think about men wearing ruffles, I actually think about um, Seinfeld. Did you ever watch the... He's had this the really puffy shirt. Puffy shirt. Oh, yes. And it was yeah. just full of ruffles. Um, I think of Prince. <laughs> <laughs> or Pirates. Yeah, Pirates is probably... Or no, Prince the Singer. He did it too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely been men so, who yeah, rocked some ruffles. men have really been rocking the ruffles. Now that you think about it. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a comeback for men's fashion, too. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Watch out. <laughs> So, yeah, so that was really the first reference to ruffles that the Smithsonian mentioned anyway. And then they talked about how it kind of culminated in the Elizabethan era when Mm -hmm. ruffles really became popular on necklines. And, like, the bigger the ruffle on the neck, the higher the status of the person wearing the ruffles, generally speaking. Um, So that was really popular for a while. And then, of course, Marie Antoinette in the 1700s was very much known for her love of ruffles. And that's kind of where it became very associated with extravagant fashion um so i thought that was you know very interesting um so do you think now like because we've seen so many ruffles 
last year and then continuing into this year. I mean, that sounds like a pretty good tie of like women wanting to establish their status in the world, maybe. It could be. That's a really interesting you know? thought. Yeah. It's it's definitely I, I feel for me I always used to think of ruffles as like this oh it's so girly, but you know, now I actually I appreciate We just established it was masculine. Yeah. So <laughs> I think, you know, and if you're a man or a woman, a, yeah. you can and you like ruffles, just go for it. Yeah. I just think they're pretty. I'm I'm a ruffle person. I like lace and ruffles. Mm-hmm. Although neither's on my wedding dress. That's a secret. Sneak peek for Josh. (laughs) Sneak peek. I hope he listens to this podcast. (laughs) But that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then another piece of uh, historical fashion that I found that was really interesting was the uh, origin of the polar neck, or turtleneck, as Americans usually call them. Uh, (laughs) So a turtleneck? Yes. But in England, they're called polo necks. That's oh, what I always I think of a polo shirt, like just the collared V-neck shirt. Oh. No. Oh. Polo neck. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So a turtleneck. Yeah. Or, or, or a turtleneck. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so they became about because um, knights in the medieval times, when they would wear their chain mail, the, chain, the heavy metal of the chain mail would really chafe on their necks. And it was kind of oh. painful and uncomfortable. And then they couldn't turn their heads quickly in battle because of how raw and sore they were. So the uh, polar neck or turtleneck uh, was created to kind of provide like extra padding. It, yeah. yeah. So then that way they were able to fight better. So who knew? Wow. Yeah. That is really interesting. Yeah. But polar necks are also on trend for fall. So, you know, next time you stop that in your store, maybe that could be a fun conversation piece for your customers. Did you yeah. know that this is actually used as a way to and then you can improve wear, battle? You can wear all the, like, gaudy jewelry that you want to because that's your chain mail. <laughs> that's right. So, yeah. Well, that's so cool. Thank you so much for doing that extra research because I learned a lot today. Yeah, I did too, for sure. And I know I'm going to go around telling this piece of trivia to everyone now (laughs) did you know i know um and you guys definitely make sure you check out the july issue because that fashion feature is in there as well as a lot of other um, great content and you can learn more about it all right well now it's time to close up shop thank you so much for tuning in don't forget to like subscribe leave us a five-star review and tell your retailer friends to tune in next time and we can't wait to see what's in store for next time on speaking of gifts